You're listening to The Parent Classroom, a space for quick conversations on how to nurture your child's education. I'm your host, Komal Shah, a former teacher turned consultant who fundamentally believes that every parent has the power to raise their child consciously within the K-12 schooling system. I cannot wait to bring you on this journey. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. Um, I have to share a little secret. I am currently in my pajamas after a very long day of work. Um, And all I can say is hashtag teacher life. (laughs) Um, It's been, wow, it's been a few weeks into the school year and it has felt like months. And for those who have listened to my previous episode where I talk about going back to teaching and the decision to go back to teaching, it's kind of like now I'm in it, you know, I'm in the the wildfires and um, I'm having my moments where it's hard to keep up, you know, it's hard to keep up with my job and my social life and everything else that I'm is going on, including self-care. But um, yeah, I'm I'm continuing to do this podcast because I know that you're there and want to hear my thoughts, especially as I'm kind of on the ground and embarking on this teaching journey part two, per se. And so I really wanted to come on today um, in the midst of a school week because I have been meaning to share not only how it's been for me, but the many conscious practices that I see at the school that I work at. And the school I work at is called High Tech High in San Diego. Um, and it's 16 campuses. It's a PBL school, which means um, a project-based learning school. And, you know, this is different. It's different from where I taught before. You know, I'm in Southern California. I taught in Northern California. It's still a charter. I've worked in a charter school before, which just means that, you know, it's um, lottery based. It's still considered public, um, but you're kind of getting kiddos from all demographics. And, but it feels different. You know, I just want to start off by saying that I think that I am showing up very differently, just like as a human being, you know, I think I've grown so much in the past five years and I've learned so much about myself and I do have my pinch me moments. You know, I'm sitting here exhausted after a school day and all the things that are running through the day and the chaos and the kiddos, but ultimately it's a pinch me moment because this school is kind of what I've been asking the universe for for years now, you know, wanting to work in a school and teach that feels so different than what I've experienced before. And especially if you're a parent, you know, you're not in education, I I want to share the teacher perspective of what it feels like to be at a school that's conscious and 
working towards consciousness and how does that play out in my day to day? So I wanted to start off, you know, I have many things I want to share in this episode, but let me start off with the first thing. And the first thing has to be the autonomy. You know, as teachers and educators, and you hear so much about burnout, it's fair to say that so much of that is, is because of the oversight and the micromanaging and really putting pressure on teachers to teach the curriculum at a certain pace. So that way the kids can do well on the state test at the end of the year. And I've worked in a school like that. And in in some ways I thrived because it was structured, right? But there is this different feeling when you're in a school where there is full autonomy and creative freedom. So what do I mean by that? I mean that as a teacher, as an educator, I get to stand in front of my students and decide not only what to teach that day, but how to teach it. Now, you may be asking, what do you mean? There's state standards. There's things you have to do. Yes, I do have to do those still. And I do teach lessons according to standards. But because it's a project-based learning school, ultimately the goal is that you utilize the project first, the real-world application first, and then you extrapolate the standards that are associated with it. So, uh, for example, you know, I've worked in a school where you have the curriculum, you know, I used to read the lesson every day, and then I would decide how to be more engaging and ultimately decide how do I make this real world and applicable to all kids in the classroom. And so that was kind of the narrative and the way that I thought or planned. Now it's so different, the questions I'm asking myself. I'm asking myself, what's something the kids are interested in? What is something that excites them? Okay, what can they create? How can they contribute to the community? Great. What is it going to take to get there? And then going, okay, what are the standards they need to know in order to make this project successful? I'm sorry, but like (laughs) mind blown, right? Like that feeling of creativity and and the freedom to kind of just figure out how to do things in a more intentional and in a deeper way. And first of all, I have to say that I'm... I'm a first-year teacher at a PBL school. You know, yes, it's my sixth year teaching, but I'm still learning this new way of planning and teaching, but it's exciting, you know? I it's kind of like the sky's the limit and you can kind of do whatever kind of moves you and moves your students. And I also have to say, and I and I talked about this in my book, is that there's also this natural integration of SEL, right? Socio-emotional learning. And I see it every day because you also have the kind of autonomy to integrate that. And so one of the first projects at the school is an identity project. And it's really about the students coming up with ways to share about their own identity. And that in itself incorporates so much SEL, right? It's about the kiddos and what they've experienced and showcasing who they are on the inside. 
And something else that's exciting is that I'm also integrating circles in my classroom. You know, you may have heard of community circles, restorative circles. And I'm so thrilled that I get to like spend a day and do that without being afraid that I'm going to somehow, you know, make the kiddos behind. Understanding that their emotional health is the foundation for their learning process. And I get to enable that in my own classroom whenever I find fit. So that autonomy has been revolutionary and it's given me this like ability, especially coming from entrepreneurship, you know, it's given me the ability to fully take my creativity and target it in a different way, right? And in, in utilizing it in a way that feels so thrilling. <laughs> um, so that's the first, you know, um, conscious practice that I've seen. So with PBL, the second thing that I found is the level of collaboration. You know, they always have that saying that teachers are on an island. You know, they're running their classroom, they're doing what they can, and they're trying to make it work. And I've been really pushed. You know, I'm a perfectionist. I like things done a certain way, but I love that I have to open myself up to working alongside not only my teaching partner, but also the grade level team. And, you know, the teachers are kind of expected to do things in um, synchronicity and you're planning projects together. And we have this magical wall that lies between me and the other, um, my teaching partner. And whenever him and I decide that we want to, you know, collaborate on a period, we get to open that wall. I mean, how stinking cool is that? And it gives the ability to teach all the students that we have at the same time. But not only that, but gosh, collaborating on different elements of the project. And it's really pushed me to trust you know, I have to trust another adult in the space and allow them to also do some heavy lifting, which usually I feel that I have to do all on my own. So it's definitely a transition. I'm not used to it per se, but there is something so beautiful when you know you can lean on the people around you and you can lean on your community. And this school gives me that. It gives me the opportunity to lean and trust on others around me. And you know, when you ever walk into school and you see a teacher who's frazzled or feeling like they have to do everything on their own, I mean, that's just a signal for burnout. And being able to witness as an adult walking into school and seeing teachers talk to each other and collaborate and lean on each other, I think is so deeply powerful because it's also modeled for students that were in this together. So that's been something that's been really illuminating challenging at times for me internally, but ultimately a great conscious practice that I see in the space that I'm currently working in. <sighs> Last but not least, <laughs> I have to talk about the students. Um, first of all, I'm obsessed <laughs> and in love with my students. And if you followed my teaching journey, you know that I care so deeply about the kids that I work with. So this year is no different, but it feels different because when a child walks into school 
and they see teachers collaborating. They see conversation. They they witness what it means for a teacher to have autonomy. They model that themselves, right? And that what was so interesting to me the first two weeks of working at my school is that the kids felt equal, you know? And this is not to say that as adults, we're not guides and we're not here to support and we're not here to, you know, we have our moments where we have to have teachable moments for, for students, but there wasn't a level of I'm better than you or I'm the teacher and you have to listen because I'm the power in the classroom. It felt more that we were in this together. And yes, I was teaching them, but they were also teaching me. And it's really amazing to be in a school where you step in and the kids don't have to be obedient, where they don't have to be less than exactly who they are, that they don't have to hide parts of themselves because the adults in the space won't like it. If anything, something that my school prides itself on is the authenticity we want our students to have. But there's such a fresh feeling to have a student walk into the classroom knowing that we are working together and that we're working hard to make the learning process as exciting as possible. And I remember the first two weeks I was asking students questions because I was new to the school, you know, so I'd be like, what'd you guys do last year on this and and whatnot? And they're so helpful. They want to support and they want to enable you to feel excited. You know, I even had a student go, hey, my mom is in this field and we should have her come in and talk about the brain. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. Um, so it's nice to know that kids have choice and they have autonomy and they have a voice in their learning. And if they don't like maybe how what they're learning or what they're interested in is not being showcased, they have a right to share that. Which makes me end with when you're in a conscious space, it naturally cultivates a love of learning. Kids are excited to go into class because they know they're not going to be talked at for that 50 minutes. You know, they know that there's going to be something in there that's going to be interesting or something that's going to push their thinking in some sort of manner. And they're hungry for it. And it pushes me as a teacher to want to do exciting things for them because I know that they're ready for it. And though I'm not fully a powerhouse per se in in wanting to do this, these projects that are going to be so phenomenal, it gives me the drive to eventually get there. So I just wanted to share, you know, just a few tidbits about how school has been for me (laughs) and And to just share, you know, these conscious practices, which I mentioned, including teacher autonomy and collaboration and kids walking into a space where they have choice. And I hope you as a parent or an educator or even just a dear friend believes that there are schools out there that are not going to dim the light of a child 
And I get to be in the front row seat of that experience. And I hope to continue to share more about my school. And, you know, I gave an overview today and I'm, I'm hoping that as I continue to have these conversations that I dabble more in depth of some of these practices and maybe how you can advocate that for any school that your child goes to or anyone you know that deserves more in their learning journey. With that, I am still in my pajamas and should probably head to bed. (laughs) So thanks for listening and I can't wait to share more. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for showing up as a parent, but not only just for yourself, but for your child as you consciously make shifts for their schooling. To connect with me, follow at The Parent Classroom on Instagram and join my email newsletter to stay tuned for more resources for you and your child. If you are interested in consciousness and education, you can find my book, Raise Your Hand, A Call for Consciousness and Education, now on Amazon. Till next time, bye.